All right, welcome everybody to the very first edition of How I Got Started podcast, a podcast about comedians getting their start with stand-up comedy. My first guest is a good friend of mine. I've known him the entire time that I've done stand-up comedy, and it's Mr. Yusuf Ali. Yusuf, thanks for joining the show. Oh, man, it's good to be here. I'm honored to be the first ever guest. Yusuf and I... Yusuf and I both got started in the Cleveland area, and I was talking to him on our other podcast uh, about the Browns. And uh, I was like, you know, I have, I thought I had like an interesting story about how I got started in stand up, just kind of that first show. And I thought it'd be really interesting to hear about other comics and kind of their first show, what went into it, all the feelings that they have. So uh, I guess I'll kind of throw it to you, Yusuf, that first show that you did where you got your start. And stand up. Uh, just from you know, from the beginning, how did you even sign up for that show? Was it open mic? Was it a talent show? How did you even get involved? All right, all right, this is good from the beginning. I don't think I ever told this from the whole story on the from the very beginning. It started with turning thirty and being like, "All right, what I'm gonna do? Like, I need a a five year plan," and I was like. What do I want to be doing in five years? I'm thinking, maybe I could be a comedian. I can say I'm a comedian in five years. And then that was that sparked it. Cause then my cousins and then my, my one friend, he always would, we would just be funny sitting around talking shit. And it'd be like, so he like, man, you can do it. You just shy, you scared. And he was right. And I was like, yeah, because I never could see myself, you know. So you had never you know, done any sort of uh, public speaking or anything Hell no. prior to I didn't even like getting up in classrooms or whatever. Like when you had to go up in front of the class and that was your peers, all your friends. I still didn't. I just, I couldn't imagine. 18, 17, 16 year old me couldn't imagine being a comedian. That was the furthest thing from my brain. So I remember it started with how like how I am as a person, I don't like to just like talk shit and just be saying shit just to like say shit like a lot of people do. So like if I say something out loud, I pretty much mean it. So like I remember telling my cousin, like man, I think I'm gonna start doing comedy. I think I'm gonna start Monday. And he was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I was like, for real, man, I'm gonna start Monday. I'm gonna call around. And I'm gonna start doing comedy. I'm gonna see how I, cause I had, I didn't know any comedians. I didn't, I remember my my other friend who I call a cousin, he had did comedy like three times. And I remember watching him, his his uh, video or DVD, whatever. It was just a homemade, it wasn't like no real DVD. It was just, he had got his uh, VHS, you know, handheld Sony cam turned into a DVD. So, but it was, yep. it was just good watching him on stage. And I was like, well, if Henry could do it, shout out to Henry James. I'm like, well, if Henry can do it, then I can do it. Cause my my no, one more, one more. Before that, I was just thinking, I'm gonna write some jokes for Henry. That's how much I didn't mm. know nothing about comedy. I'm thinking I, I could just write jokes for other people to say, and that'd be my thing. And then I remember writing the jokes. As I'm writing the jokes, this is before I told my cousin I was gonna start doing comedy. Cause I, as I'm writing the jokes. I'm literally visually seeing people laughing, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I might be." These are my jokes. Myself. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so then 
I, that's when I told my cousin we riding around. I was like, man, Monday, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it in comedy clubs. Man. I don't know what the fuck I gotta do, and I'm gonna call somebody. Oh, I got we had back then, you know, we had improv. All we right. always had improv. And um hilarities was still a thing too, it was always a thing. So always improv and hilarities, but that year, 2009. I can't think. Of, I can't. I don't believe it was an open mic, and if it was, I really can't remember. Bella Dubby might have been the first open mic I've been to, and that was when I met Ramon. But that's that get that's further in the story. But anyway, Ramon's so, another uh, Cleveland comic, very very popular yeah, yeah. Cleveland comic. So, all right. So just so between a, that, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say just to wrap it up. Basically, you had a a midlife crisis at third, or hopefully like a, a third life, <laughs> a third of a life crisis at thirty, and you yeah. said. What can I do from here? You started writing. It was supposed to go to Henry James, but then you were like, that's weak. I'm going to do it myself. And so, so from there, you kind of took it upon yourself to do comedy that Monday. Yep. And between that Friday and that Monday of talking shit with my cousin, Tahid, I remember I went to the record exchange on Northfield Road in Warrensville Heights, Ohio. And I went to, <laughs> and I went to, and Kid Cudi album had came out the week prior. So I remember it was a one open used Kid Cudi in between two unused Kid Cudi. And I was like, hmm, let me let me check out this kid. Because I remember I had seen him like a couple months before at like performing locally when he first signed to Kanye. And I remember just he was rapping with the lights on in the club. Nobody gave a fuck. But I remember I was like, man, I like that dude. I'm a it's only nine dollars. I'm gonna let me check this nine dollar Kid Cudi CD out. So that Saturday, I remember like it was yesterday. Came back home. I had my favorite chair, sort of like this one, but it was it's a, good a little more plush. Yeah, it was a little more you plush know. than this, okay. and the feet thing worked better. So I remember laying back in my favorite chair, smoking, listening to that Kid Cudi. Let me play this Kid Cudi. And this dude was rapping some shit, and I saw. I swear, I felt like he was talking directly to me. The shit he was saying about like just living your life and all this shit. So and then I'm like, man, and in one line in particular, he said, my jokes, they will love them. And that really struck a chord because I'm like, why is a rapper saying my jokes, they will love them? <laughs> so like, like that really made me think he was talking directly to me. So then I was so excited that Monday to call around and I called all these places. I called Hilarities and they was just a comedy club. So they like, no, we don't do, we don't have, Amateur nights. That's what I. That's what I called it. I, I didn't know the term was open mic. So I'm yeah. like, y'all having amateur nights? And then he, she like, no, nah, we don't have amateur nights. Then I called improv. They like, no, nah, we don't. No, nah, we only do road and book comics. No, we don't have an amateur night. And then some one of those things in the back of Scene magazine where it had arts and entertainment and shit to do or whatever. It said Funny Stop Comedy Club. And then it said. Amateur night Tuesdays. So I called that Monday night and I said, how do I come to perform on Tuesday? She was like, you just got to come and sign up. And I said, well, what time? She was like, be here at 745. And I got, I would get up and show Well, fuck it. I'll show you. Yeah, just show us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, I man, he's taking us power. with. Look at this. Magic carpet ride. Come on. Look at this. Take the mic. So I still got the calendar. Damn it. Oh, fuck. Wow. Hey, don't hurt yourself. 
If you can't, if you can't get it, you can't find it. Not a big deal. Oh, oh, beautiful flag. That flag is from my father's uh, casket. I don't, I don't oh. love the country. Yeah, I don't love the country uh, that much. That's uh, just from. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's the calendar with the date for that Tuesday. Wait, is it on there? You see it? Yep. I see. Oh, there it is. There wow. It is. With with just a circle, you had no idea what it was for. Seven forty-five. You said be there seven forty-five, and then I was there. And here we are today. Oh, I lost, did you? Lost my did mic. you? Uh, so you go. So yeah, all right, man. you got your plans. You're going to. Y'all might hear uh, me, but I can't hear y'all. Oh uh, shit! Now I can. All right. I can hear you. Yeah. So here we are. So so you go that do uh, this mic 13, at 2009. In 2009, you go ahead and you do this mic. When you went to go. Uh, to that show or that mic, did you plan on inviting people that you knew? Did you want people to be there to support you? Or did you kind of be like, this is my first one. I, you know, I just want to get this kind of thing started. No, I did. I, I did want people there. I, that was the crazy part. I, I noticed that after I started, I would hear a lot of new comics say, man, I can, I would, they see other comics or not even new comics, just comics period. They see comics saying it was their first time. And then they have a lot of people. And then they say shit like, Man, there's no way I wanted that many people to see me on stage the first time. But I wanted everybody. I invited, let me see, my coworker. I invited everybody from work that I could. Only one coworker came. Uh, my mama came, my little sister, three or four cousins, and then they brought like dates. Uh, who else? Damn, you packed the house for your very first mic. At least that many people. Damn. And maybe a, maybe a mama's maybe one of my mama's friends. So at least that many people came, and and my cousin, my cousin, who I told was, uh, I was gonna do the shit. He was one. He was of like, cousins. "Those are supposed to be my jokes, goddamn it!" Yeah, yeah. And so like, they all came, and oh man, it was good, man. It was good. So going uh, before we get to the crowd's reaction, or to at least your feelings about it, what what was your feeling going? Let's say even before the show, even to that moment right before you're on stage, are you nervous? Did you do anything to calm your nerves? Uh, did you roll one up? Did you drink? Oh, what, yeah. what was what was the the game plan going in? Uh, okay, so yeah, oh, let me relive. Okay, so I'm at home and I'm laying out my comedy outfit, and I remember picking, <laughs> I remember picking my Richard Pryor shirt. Oh it yeah, was my, it was it was him holding the mic. It was a, from on stage, a picture of him on stage. I'm so mad because a little fun fact: before I moved out here, I had turned that shirt into a picture. Basically, I put it into a picture frame, and it was like a picture on the wall. So it's it was your Super Bowl shirt, jersey. And it was another. I had another Richard Pryor shirt that I didn't wear no more, and I told I turned them both into like basically into art, and I left them in Cleveland. When I moved out here, when all I simply had to do was take the shirts out of the fucking $5 frames and bring them with me like regular shirts and put them up forever for the rest of my life, I would still have them. Now, it's no telling where that shit is at. <laughs> I'm mad as fuck. But what happened to it? It was in your apartment? 
Yeah, so, and then my, I left mom? my mom at the apartment. My mom and it moved two, three times since then. Uh, oh, I ain't no telling. It's gone. So much shit is gone. So, but I don't even want to start on that shit. But anyway, so I laid out. I got my Richard Price shirt and the pants that turned out to be the pants that I wore. I'm talking about. Every time I did comedy, I wore these army green pants. I still got. I remember. I remember them. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my third. Uh, iterate, reiterate, reiteration, whatever the fuck. I'm on my third pair of those same pants now. And um, why is that a is that a superstition or is that just uh you know look? No, because I really they was my favorite pants at the time. Okay, it was just my favorite pants. I'm like I'm definitely wearing my favorite pants on stage, and I'm wearing my Richard Pryor t-shirt. So then once once oh oh and then my my blunt preparation. So Mm, I already mm -hmm. smoked, but. I was smoking more to, to, you know, to calm my nerves. I end up smoking in the short ride from Cleveland to Cuyahoga Falls, from Warrensville Heights to Cuyahoga Falls, 20, what, 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I smoked two entire blunts. And this is not Meldrick uh... blunts. This is before <laughs> Meldrick was a thing. This is Swisher Sweet blunt oh, blunts. Oh, yeah, Swisher. <laughs> I smoked two blunts, which became my routine because since it went well, I just said, I'm going to do everything I did tonight every time I go up. So I was two blunts on the way to every show after that. But I smoked two blunts, one on the way there, and one when I got in the parking lot because I made, I probably got there at 7.30. <laughs> so I got there early enough to smoke my second blunt. And I smoked, and I went in there, and I'm ready. And I didn't drink, so I didn't have to drink to calm my nerves. Yeah. But I was just smoking. Well, I did drink. But I didn't drink that night. I hadn't stopped okay. drinking completely like I like now. But I probably was just a, a one drink at the bar in the club type of person anyway at that point. But that night I wasn't drinking shit. I was just like, I'm gonna go up and talk this shit. And I remember um, for, for at home to practice my set because the lady told me you get five minutes. So to practice my set, I I started the microwave for five minutes and I hit start and then I told my nothing in it you couldn't even put like a a piece of bread or reheat something I just just started five minutes I'm pretty sure that's like started isn't that not good for the microwave or something or maybe that's how you clean it don't know yeah the microwave don't know that's that's true Like, man, what are you doing, man? You wasting me you wasting (laughs) my power why am I spinning why am I spinning but um no, so, so I remember. So you remember did your set to the microwave a bunch of times before this. Yeah, show. like to get it perfect. Like, all right, it's just in the five minutes. Boom, I'm gonna say this. Boom, and then, oh man, it just it just played out perfect. <laughs> man, okay, so my nervousness. I was shaking like a leaf right before I got on stage, and then it just went away. No nervousness. Like I couldn't yep. believe it. That's that's usually how I even even not so much now, but like there's some like big shows you get you know a little bit nervous for and, and like the nerves oh, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said the, the nerves go away. As soon as you grab yeah, that yeah. mic, it's just you know it's peaceful after that. Somebody um, said so. an older comic told me that when you're nervous, when I, a long time ago they said when you're nervous, that just means that you care about doing good. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why it's you true. still get a little nervous when you, before yeah. you go up. Of course. You that that means you up. give a fuck. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Okay, so uh, you you smoke these two buds. You're high as shit, but you get up on stage. The nerves go away as soon as you grab the mic. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, did you get some laughs? Did, did it kind of go in waves? Uh, did you fucking destroy from front to back? Uh, what was the experience like for you telling these jokes on stage for the very oh, first man. time? First, the feeling was... It was unreal. It was like this. It was so bright. You've been on stage and funny stuff. So that bright light back there, you can't see nothing but the first table, them first couple tables on the very front. So it's so bright. So I'm blinded by the light. And I'm just up there like, (laughs) I can't believe I'm doing this. Like That's what's saying in my head. Like, I don't believe I'm actually doing this in front of real people. Like, I was just doing this in my living room with the microwave going. Now I'm doing this in front of real people. But they don't know because I'm not like nervous. I'm not like stuttering. I'm not stammering. Yeah. I'm not standing there like a, like scared. I'm like, I was really comfortable from like the first joke on out. And it had, I think it was something about my name and how like something about how Barack made made it easier for me like <laughs> so like so that they, they laughed at that and then i remember telling the joke about my cousin being a better muslim than me and he laughing and everybody people laughed at that so, so like people like it went well it just everything that i said that i expected to get a laugh like i like when i wrote it and visualized people laughing at it they did it just like it went in my head and i was just like that shit was crazy. And it just, it felt really good. And it just felt natural. I felt like this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is, I found it. And then. Yeah, man. And then, man, it just every, every, really every session then felt, feels the same. Like, you get nervous, it's fun. And you feel like, man, that was fun. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. So since. I still got since- that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I still got that like young feeling or whatever. That's good, man. That's that's good to have that. Has any in terms of your routine, has anything changed? Still two blunts before every show? Maybe a little bit now less, maybe a little bit more. Just, now is whatever. Like at this point, <laughs> I just smoke whenever. Like if I have a show, I definitely smoke before the show. If I have time to smoke twice. Yeah, I smoke twice. I have to, it's all on time at this point yeah. now. So like, but yeah, it don't matter. Like, no, I don't have to have a certain like. I definitely have to smoke before I go up, but it don't have to yeah. be like how it used to be. Like, I got these two blunts. These two blunts yeah. is for the cat. This is my comedy blunts. Like, no, I yeah. don't like that no more. But it definitely used to be like that. I had my two yeah. blunts ready to go before I left I, out of the door. I remember, and I don't know why I remember. It's such like a weird thing to remember, but I remember you had told me that you kind of adopted the approach uh that was in the movie how high and that they were they they pre you know they took the test high they studied high and you said you know get high grades and you say you essentially adopted the same formula for comedy you write your jokes high and you perform high and you're like some comics can't do it and you know like, you definitely can't and i always tell people like you're the most like functional uh like weed smoker that i know because like <laughs> 
you don't you don't really know it. Like, you just you're just yeah. a funny dude. You really don't see any like you know you're not falling asleep up there or anything. It's yeah. you know Thanks, it's just man. it's part it's part of your routine. Like I drink water before I get on stage. But I just drink water all the time, anyways. But you know everybody has a has a different routine. I remember you saying that. I was like, man, that's that's dope. Yeah, I mean, man. I don't I don't smoke that much, but uh, yeah, you got a good that's routine going. And, exactly, exactly. Uh, awesome. Last thing to take us home, besides telling someone to not do comedy because it's a horrible, uh, endless pit of misery. Uh, what kind of advice could you give someone uh, that may be thinking about doing stand up for the first time? I would say, what did I tell Jasmine? Well, she already she went up and then asked me, who who did I actually give first time advice to? Anyway, I don't know. It was somebody I can't remember. But anyway, I would say, um, first of all. Be yourself. Like, that's the number one. Don't try to be, I'm going to do Kevin Hart or I'm going to do Dave Chappelle or I'm going to do Eddie Murphy. Just be yourself. Now, if you are impressionist and you can sound just like these people, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as far as your style and telling your own jokes, like your own, talk about your own perspective. It's a lot of hack jokes. So I say stay away from hack topics like black people do this white people do that don't don't be that comic <laughs> i would say that's the that's the hackiest topic but then there's other hack shit like uh is uh you know the women be uh, type jokes. shitty baby mama yeah uh yeah i hate my girl uh mm-hmm. my parents they don't love me, whatever the fuck. But uh, just be original, I guess is what I'm trying to say, which is kind of hard to do these days for, for a lot of people I notice. It's, it's so easy to copy and paste motherfuckers, but especially now. But yeah. I would say be a, try to be original, man. Be yourself, use your own voice. You got to find your voice take time, but always be yourself. Uh, and, and also know how to be funny without cussing. That's one thing I learned going on the funny. Yep. Uh, Pete give a lot of comic shit about cussing, and it makes sense because you shouldn't have to cuss to be funny. Yep. So, yeah, that took me a while. I, I would to, say uh, those top three: be original, learn how to be funny without cussing, and uh, have fun. Yeah, have fun. Have man, fun. Have fun. It's no beautifully, rules up there. Beautifully you know. said. Yeah, man. Yeah, beautifully said. Well, thank you, Yusuf, uh, for joining us. Very first podcast here. Uh, you guys can follow Yusuf at Next Great Ali on Instagram, and he was just allowed back uh, onto Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, fun. What's What's the Twitter plug, Yusuf? Same thing. Oh, Next Great Ali. Next Great Ali. Uh, yeah. Very jealous. I have to have underscores, and I don't have consistent branding across social media. So very, very jealous of you. Uh, so make sure you guys okay. follow Yusuf. And uh, we will see you guys on the next episode.